Space, the final frontier. This is the Observer's Notebook, the official podcast of the Association of Lunar and Planetary Observers. Its mission to explore the solar system, to seek out new observations and data, to boldly go where no podcast has gone before. And now the host of the Observer's Notebook, Tim Robertson. Hello and welcome to this special 2017 Total Solar Eclipse edition of the Observer's Notebook. It's the official podcast of the Association of Lunar and Planetary Observers. I'm Tim Robertson, the host of the Observer's Notebook. In this series of special podcasts, we are talking to representatives of various locations within the U.S. on their planned activities that they have scheduled for the great 2017 Total Solar Eclipse that's going to be on August 21st. The Association of Lunar Planetary Observers is an international organization devoted to the study of the sun, moon, planets, asteroids, meteors, and comets. Our goals are to stimulate, coordinate, and generally promote the study of these bodies using methods and instruments that are available within the communities of both amateur and professional astronomers. If you'd like more information on the ALPO or would like to join, you can do that for as little as $14 a year. For more information, visit us on the internet at www.alpo-astronomy.org. And now, on to the special edition of the Observer's Notebook. All right, I'd like to welcome everybody back to this special edition of the Observer's Notebook podcast. This is our Eclipse edition. Uh, we're talking about the 2017 Total Solar Eclipse on August 21st. And our special guest today is Kelly Simlick. He's from Madras, Oregon, and they are holding an event called the Oregon Solar Fest. Welcome to the podcast, Kelly. Thank you for having us. Yeah. Why don't you give us a little little introduction to Madras? Tell us about it. Um, Matter sits in the high desert of uh, Oregon. We're central Oregon. Um, a population of about 6,500 people in our township. Um, our county population is probably about 25,000. Um, of course, we're looking at probably quadrupling <laughs> that uh, come August uh, 17th, 18th time frame. But uh, we're surrounded by, from my office here at uh, SolarFest headquarters, we can see nine of the volcanic peaks of the Cascades. Um, it's truly uh, what most of us refer to as God's country. Um, it's one of the most beautiful places in the uh, in the world, and, and honestly, we don't get all the rain that everybody associates uh, Oregon with. We're high desert; uh, it's very uh, arid, um, you know. So it's it's a beautiful place, uh, but it's different than what most people's envision of, of what Oregon's about. Yeah, you're not on the coast; you're basically in central Oregon, right, in the desert area. I've yeah, we're approximately 110 miles south of Portland, and then we are approximately 43 miles north of Bend, which a lot of uh, uh, people that do winter activities know about Bend and, right. and the Mount Bachelor and such. Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm actually planning on coming to Madras for the eclipse, so that's that's my location. Can't wait to have you. Good, yeah. Um, so the weather predictions for August, what do you see? Well, our average temperature in August is 85 degrees. Um, you know, it cools off here at night. That's one of the things here is in the summer, you know, we can be 100 during the day, um, but it might cool down to 60, 65 at night, you know, or, or maybe even less than that. Um, but 
you know, there's a reason that Madras was deemed uh, the number one place in the United States to watch this based on weather probability by meteorologists and scientists and, and people that follow that type of stuff. Um, you know, our summers are are mostly clear skies. Um, it's it's like Montana in the sense of big sky country. Um, you know, you have uh, a complete view of the skyline. Obviously, the volcanic peaks block out a little bit to our west, obviously, but um, we're at 2200 elevation here. Uh, and so we have, I, I truly would go on record and say that I think we probably have the best weather anywhere along the path of totality. That's, that's good to hear. I'm, I'm comforting to know since that's my spot. <laughs> yes, sir. Um, so you, you mentioned your, the population of Madras is about 6,500, and you're expecting about four times that for the eclipse? Oh, you know, I think at this point, and it scares a lot of people, but we've kind of been on the, the bandwagon here at Oregon Solar Fest because we are dealing with so many people, um, you know, on the phones and reservations and such that, you know, we could figuratively say pretty easy quite a while ago that there would at least be 100,000. Um, you know, the, the major transportation for the state, ODOT, um, now is, you know, predicting as many as 750,000 people in our tri-county area, which driving-wise, what that means to the folks out there is within 30, 40-mile uh, radius of us, um, you're really talking about a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what the official idea from the city of Madras is putting out there right now is around 105,000 in and around the Madras area on Eclipse Day. Um, but we see, by looking at the numbers of what are coming into Deschutes County, with Deschutes County not actually being the final destination, um, I think those numbers are, are probably a little slight for the drive-in traffic. Yeah, I, 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 I see Madras as, I, you know, I looked in the Oregon area to go, because I live in Southern California, and with, uh, to the west of you, Salem, which is also in the center path, I'm not going there, because that's, that, I think that's going to be absolutely crazy in that area. This well, they, you know, it's, it's one thing, I, I think if you look at the Salem area, and, and I'm not knocking them or the coast, mm-hmm. I, there's a lot of people out there that want to be first to see it, and the coast, okay, that makes sense, but... You know, we can take reservations from people in Massachusetts, New York, Florida on a daily basis. And, you know, the things that they say to us is that they almost booked at the coast and then they did a little bit of research and they figured out, well, the coast is, you know, there's a chance that it could be cloudy, um, you know, at 10 o'clock in the morning. And have living, lived in the valley myself, um, that, that central valley or western valley, um, at 10 o'clock in the morning. I mean, you can have some cloud cover. That's true. So, and I think that single-handedly is our biggest fear here in Madras area is that four or five days out the meteorologists are saying hey listen there is going to be a 60% chance of clouds that morning and then what you know that's true so with that many people coming to Madras how is the city preparing well to be honest with you we've been on this for a couple of years um, and I think it's come around to the point you know we, we jumped on this thing, you know, roughly, like I said, about two years ago. And so we prepared Oregon Solar Fest, our, our two locations, um, to have security, to have medical, to have even as, as, as dumb as it sounds, but having helicopter landing pads um, to try to take care of, alleviate the taking the stress off of our city. Um, but 
you know, it's all going to come together. I mean, bottom line is that there's a ton of property around here. Mm -hmm. If it was not managed by someone, then you, I think you would have a problem. Um, but the local farmers, um, ourselves, I mean, a lot of people are going through a lot of processes to ensure that everybody that comes here is going to be taken care of, whether that's food, whether that's a place to sleep, um, but more than anything, probably, you know, feeling safe and secure and knowing that if you break your leg, hey, you're going to be all right. Um, you know, so uh, there's been meetings. I, I would say this much. We have had a million meetings <laughs> over the last, especially the last year. Um, and, and, and I want to say that we have been out in front of it all along um, because we want people to enjoy their time here with the hope that they come back. Um, and so we're doing everything possible to ensure that that happens, you know. Now, you mentioned two locations that you've set up. What are the two locations? Well, we have the Jefferson County Fairgrounds, which is a 53-acre. Um, it's where we have our local county fair. Okay. Um, and it has some full hookups, which those have been sold out for virtually two years for mobile homes. Um, but we have roughly 500 spots on that, and that is what we call our festival grounds. And we are doing a full-on festival, um, including which we're in partnership with NASA. And so they will be here from Goddard Space Center um, doing presentations and uh, hands-on type of things. Have they assigned you with somebody yet? Yes. Okay, because I work for NASA Goddard as well. So. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah, well, there's only 10,000 of you guys. So we got, <laughs> got about seven. Um, oh, great. One of the gentlemen that we have uh, is in charge of the SDO, the, the satellite that watches the oh, sun yes. 24 hours a day. One so. of my projects, I worked on that. Very good. <laughs> so you know Dean. Yep. Oh, very good. Yeah, so Dean, Dean's here. Okay. Great. That's good to hear. And then, and then um, as far as the rest of the festival, um, you know, we've got tons of kids' uh, events, uh, including an arena that's totally dedicated to bouncy house type of uh um, things for kids to go do. We have approximately 23 bands that will be playing throughout the weekend. Um, and really a, something that's kind of interesting or would be interesting, I think, to the folks out there is that uh, we're getting our culture on here. Um, we have a Indian reservation that is just north of us, uh, approximately 13 miles. And uh, we have a casino, Indian Head Casino, which is a, a great partner in a lot of things that we do here. And they are bringing in a full teepee village, um, doing salmon bakes, dances. Uh, every morning will be opened by the chief of the Warm Springs Reservation uh, with the morning blessing and, and that type of stuff. So it's, it's not only a science. It, it not only gets your science on, it gets your culture on, too, here. That's fantastic. Now, this, you're, you're turning this into, what, a four-day event or something like that? Yeah, we allow campers in. Uh, we have approximately 2,500 campers that can stay at the, the festival grounds, uh, both dry RV and tent, um, as well as some glamping and easy camping type options. But 2,500 people staying there. Um, and then the second location is about two miles north of Madras. And it is truly a farmer's field. It will be in full production all summer here. They're growing bluegrass. And basically, uh, after they harvest that, they'll put the water back on, and we've got a lawn-like setting um, in which we'll ho 
host roughly 20,000 campers, and that is RVs, tents, um, etc. So both places have food and bev- uh, food and beverage vendors, um, as well as you know commercial um, commercial vendors, and, and just lots of activities, you know. Now, do you have an idea of how many people are just coming in for the day and how many, or how many people are actually getting lodging in town or near town? Well, it's funny you mention that. Kind of the, the big deal has been that, you know, the hotels here, I think we have 326 total hotel rooms in the city of Madras. Um, Deschutes County can house up to 40,000 people, I believe, in their hotel rooms. And these things have been sold out for two and three years. Um, so... When you ask the numbers as far as drive-in, you know we've been selling our sites for the five-day uh, five-day duration, and so it's it's a little difficult to tell exactly when people are coming in. We the biggest thing I think in this whole deal is that we've been telling people for the last two years, do not wait until Monday morning. You are not going to get here. Uh, and now, in probably the last month month and a half, we've been telling people. Don't even think of coming Sunday. You better start thinking about getting here Saturday, and and that's strictly because even though we have two major highways that run through our our town, they're two lane. You know, one north and one south, or one east, one west, and it just can't handle that kind of traffic. Here we sit uh, Memorial Day, and can look out my office right now, and by the numbers uh, to go through town this afternoon, we'll probably take. 45 minutes, and it's usually a seven-minute drive from my office to my house. Oh, yeah, my goodness. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. For, for, for going to Madras, I was originally gonna, going to stay in Portland and drive down, and then I looked at the map, and I said, well, maybe Eugene would be a little bit smarter because it doesn't look like that's going to be that heavily as traveled as the route down from Portland. So, Well, you have more congestion there. So, you know, dropping 100, 150,000 people, on something that's already 100, 150,000 people, it's going to be a disaster. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I, I just, I, I think no matter what, no matter how you look at it, um, the drive times are going to be difficult. Yes. And one of the one of the things that we've tried to do at Oregon Solar Fest from the get go was trying to alleviate, again, like I said earlier, alleviate some of the stress off of our city and our county. Uh, so we have rented buses to do a shuttle. And working with the city, the county, and ODOT, um, we've come up with pat, uh, primary routes that we can use along with emergency services to be able to get people from the north end where our solar town camping ground is into town to get groceries at Safeway or get groceries at Ericsson's or wherever they need to go as well as go to the fairgrounds, uh, the festival grounds, um, and points in between. And there's a tremendous amount of people. Lowell, Uni- or Lowell Observatory has, you know, they're expecting five to 8,000 at our local high school um, for the Sunday night. So the numbers will tell you that, yes, we understand that Sunday is going to be, Sunday and Monday are going to be off the charts. Yep. Uh, you, you need to plan accordingly and be here. Um, and what we're trying to do is accommodate those people that if, they, if they're sincere about being in that path, to be here at least Friday or Saturday, and I think just in talking to people that we've talked to, I think a lot of them have heeded what we've said and and truly believe that hey, okay, mom, get get the kids. We're going to be in matters. We're leaving Friday night. 
we'll get there Saturday and we'll have a nice weekend. Yeah, it sounds like you have events to keep everybody happy and busy during that time, too. We certainly hope so. Yeah. Now, what about lodging and camping? Is there anything available still, or is it all gone? Well, you know, the, the common myth is that Oregon is closed in general. Um, the common myth, um, point, uh, 1.2, is that Madras is full, and I can tell you from uh, from the bottom of my heart, it is absolutely wide open. We have farmers that are going through all the steps to make sure that they have their fortifies and they have their permitting, and they have this, that, and the other to be able to provide for those that wish to come to the, our city. Um as far as Oregon Solar Fest, we are getting close on Solar Town, which is our only location that still has um, availability. And I, I would say we probably have roughly 1,500 sites left, but you're talking about 160 acres, you know, of of land um, that you're you're spread out on. Now, what do you mean site? What do you mean parking spots or camping just areas? Just solely camping sites. Um, yeah, camping sites. Okay. As far as viewing sites and things like that, I mean, it's the the sun is the eclipse is going to happen at about eleven o'clock in the uh, in the air as you look at it, you know. So it's not it's not that you won't be able to see it anywhere around here. You know, we're just hoping that people don't pull off to the side of the road and watch it. You know, there are going to be designated areas where people can go and and have toiletries, have food, have water, have all the essentials because. You know, like I said, with the traffic the way it's going to be, um, you don't want to be sitting on the highway at government camp, you know, with nothing in your car to eat or drink or whatever for three hours. That's true. That's true. So tell me about the Solar Fest. What do you have planned? You mentioned a few things. Just give me a, a rundown. Well, I believe Solar Fest is, is really uh, our, our big deal is the NASA. I, I mean, I think, you know, in you working in NASA, you understand what these guys, the intelligence and uh, the experimentation and just the knowledge that they bring to the table um, and having them do their, their talks and such. Um, you know, I think if you look at our two locations, you could say that Oregon Solar Fest Grounds is really kind of a, a, a good, fun time for a family to go, you know, experience the kids' dome, uh, talk to the NASA scientists. Uh, you know, our, our food and beverage selection is going to be off the charts. And, you know, our local restaurants are going to be maxed out. Mm -hmm. Um, It's kind of a place that you can go hang out for the day and have a good time. And, you know, if you you were lucky enough to get one of the early spots, great, you're in good shape. Uh, But our solar fest area, our solar town area, which is north of town, it's the campground, as we call it, um, it will have some light entertainment, but it really has all of the amenities, food, water, drinks, you know, and, and a little less of a party, a quieter party, if you will. Okay. You're in the basement at that point. Okay. What What are the fees or registrations to attend? Uh, we suggest everybody goes to Oregon Solar Fest, our website, um, and it's just Oregon Solar Fest. Uh, a tent site here for five days is 150 bucks. Uh, a RV site is 300. Um, some of the things that we have available to people is that we we can have your RV. Um, Pumped, have the uh, septic pumped. Uh, we have potable water. Um, we even have a partner in uh, in one of our event, in one of our sponsors that ha- will have technicians on site if somebody's RV won't start or a belt broke or something. You know, they're they're three thousand miles away from home. We'll be able to take care of them. Uh, but very very reasonable, one hundred and fifty to three hundred dollars 
Um, and then, you know, passes to go to the festival are very inexpensive, $45 for the weekend. Um, and it's just a, it's a very, very, very convenient uh, way to have fun while you're here in Oregon watching the eclipse. Well, that sounds great, Kelly. I can't wait to get up there. Do you have anything additional you'd like to share with our listeners? Just thank you for the opportunity to talk to you about it. Um, you know, we're, we're super, super excited about having all of the uh, people of the, of the world, really, descend on our little slice of heaven here. Um, we have reservations from 29 countries and I think 46 of the states now. Um, so there's going to be some, there's a, a tremendous amount of folks from Japan, Germany, uh, Great Britain, um, so it's going to be just kind of a really a, a culturally great experience above and beyond what is nature's number one phenomena, you know. Is this your first eclipse? In 1979, I was 10 years old. In Montana? Ha- no, right here in Matters, oh, Oregon. Okay. Um, but it, it, it didn't pass over the top of us. We were on that 99 percentile. It uh. went over up to Portland. And uh, and that's what we, you know, we get questions all the time about people that are staying in Bend. Well, why don't I just stay in Bend? Well, as a kid, I can tell you in 1979, it didn't get completely dark here. And I, I remember the shadows and all the weird things that happened and such. But Yeah, Bend uh, is out of the path. The, the people that have been to total eclipses say the difference is literally night and day, and that's a word that we live by every day. That's that's exact description of it, too, is night and day. <laughs> Very good. Well, Kelly, I want to thank you for coming on the podcast today. Well, thank you very much, Tim. And I will put uh, links to your website in the show notes so everybody just click there and go right to your area. We'll see you in August, Tim. All right. Sounds good, Kelly. Bye. Thank you. Well, that'll do it for this episode of the Observer's Notebook Podcast. Again, want to thank our special guest, Kelly Similink from Madras, Oregon, and the Oregon Solar Fest for coming on and giving us good information about what activities they're going to be having in Madras for the eclipse. We upload a new episode of the Observer's Notebook every few weeks. You can subscribe to us on iTunes. If you do, please rate and review us. I really appreciate it. You can also listen to us on SoundCloud. The link is in the show notes. We're also available on Google Play and Stitcher. You can help support the podcast by donating to it via Patreon. By giving as little as $1 a month, you'll help us out. If you wish to donate $35 a month, you'll receive a one-year's membership to the ALPL and producer credits on the podcast. The link for Patreon, as well as the link for the ALPO, is in the show notes. You can contact me via email at cometman at cometman.net or on Twitter at at timrobertson56. If you are interested in joining the ALPO, membership begins at only $14 a year. You can find out more at www.alpo-astronomy.org. You can also find the ALPO on Facebook by searching ALPO Astronomy, and also this podcast has a Facebook page. Just search for Observer's Notebook. Again, the ALPO is an international organization devoted to the study of the sun, moon, planets, asteroids, meteors, and comets. Our goals are to stimulate, coordinate, and generally promote the study of these bodies using methods and instruments that are available within the communities of both amateur and professional astronomers. Until next time, my hope is you always have clear and steady skies. Thanks for listening.